This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. We take our usual look at this week's grain markets on Friday. Canola has risen $17 a ton for the week, while wheat futures have gone up 27 cents a bushel. Adam Pacallo gives his outlook and analysis on the rise, and if it will continue. A new grain hauling phone app was launched in Regina today by Go Grain. Former Federal Agriculture Minister Jerry Ritz is a spokesman and joins us for details. Real Agriculture has an update on cattle markets. We take a look at pulse crop quality this fall and have an update on the harvest in Manitoba. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Grain prices were showing upward movement this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Pacallo, says canola has risen $17 per metric ton for the week. Wheat futures, he says, have gained $0.27 a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, November canola increased approximately $17 a ton. Uh, here the last couple days, we've actually been giving back about uh, $10, uh, even more so. So we would have been up about closer to $30 a ton on the week. But uh, the last couple days, again, we've been declining here. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the December futures increased approximately 27 cents a bushel here this week. So uh, on that contract, the December sitting at approximately $9.04 a bushel. So over that $9 mark here. So what's pushing up both wheat and canola this week? Well, Starting off this week, there was a StatsCan report that was fairly positive for canola in particular. So this was a model-based crop production report as of August 31st. And immediately after that report, canola increased $20 a ton approximately. So since then, it has come down a bit. But they did report that canola production is expected to fall 34.4% to 12 12.8 million tons and analysts expectations were at closer to 13.6 so again uh, lower than expectations ended up causing that rally here this week so canola again it did reach uh, on that day above $900 a ton and however it didn't stay there now we're sitting at approximately $868 a ton so we might again being seeing some kind of harvest pressure here right now coming into the end of September and what's pushing up wheat prices well, on the wheat front, it's there has been some unfavorable weather conditions still, but for the most part, there has been some smaller than expected crops 
from certain exporters. And kind of one thing to be watching as well, too, is there has been actually a stronger U.S. dollar here recently, which would typically help pressure the market lower, but it hasn't been actually enough to kind of keep wheat down here for now. And what I'm seeing again from Minneapolis wheat is it has been trading very sideways. So since the beginning of July now, Minneapolis wheat has traded in about a 50 cent range between $8.70 to a high of around $9.30. And it really is just bouncing kind of between those ranges. And I've been telling clients there really needs to be another catalyst for Minneapolis wheat to increase again, whether there might be you know, a poorer crop kind of in certain areas than expected, maybe a drop in a U.S. dollar instead of it increasing. But you know what, for now, you know, I can still see the trends moving sideways, and that's where I have those levels in place to see if they break above or below. And the trends for and outlook for canola? Well, for canola here... I definitely want to see on the lower end, again, having these levels in place, $850 a ton approximately hold. On the higher end, I'm watching around $920 a ton. I have been hearing, again, some harvest pressure, some producers selling some here if they are needing cash flow. One thing that I am watching quite closely is to see how the soybean markets and soy markets in general are reacting. Soybean oil actually reacted negatively to the NOPA, which is the National Oilseed Producers Association, a report that came out that crush statistics on Wednesday, stocks are actually running well above expectations. So there's more supply than possible. So that's actually been potentially bringing soybean oil down, which again is a negative on the canola side as well too. So that's one thing I'm definitely going to be watching is trends on on those markets because we are getting to the lower end of the range on those. And if those markets want to keep going lower, I think that could bring canola down as well. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. A new grain hauling phone app has been launched by GoGrain. Spokesman Jerry Ritz says the new app is free and allows farmers or shippers to post loads and drivers to competitively bid on them. Well, it's quite simple, actually, and farmers will tell you it's no tougher than learning the uh, techniques on a new high-level high-clearance sprayer or a combine or a tractor or whatever. Everybody's right up to speed. Everybody's got an iPad or their iPhone in the field now, a smartphone of some description. So this fits right into that. It's available on Google Play and, and uh, Apple Play as well. You know, go on it. Uh, my good friend uh, Quick Dick McDick did a great video, instructional video on, on how to do it. And as, as, uh, as he says, if he and I can figure it out, anybody can. So what are the big benefits or advantages for farmers from this new phone application or phone app? Well, it's a, it's a, a novel concept of an existing idea. Everybody is familiar with Uber taxis. They've either taken one or they know what they're about. This is along that line. What it does is line up the truck directly to the producer. Producer puts up a tender on the GoGrain website, and uh, truckers take a look at it and say, yeah, I can do that. 
here's the here's the price. They negotiate a little bit. Uh, they make a deal that Thursday the trucker's going to show up, and you have real-time view on the producer's phone showing where the truck is. So you're not standing leaning against the bin for three hours waiting, you know, within a few minutes of when he's going to arrive on site. That way your auger's all lined up, everything's ready to go. So the trucker doesn't have downtime when he gets there, and the producer isn't, doesn't have downtime waiting for the truck. Once the product is loaded, there's a bill of lading and so on as, as is usual, then uh, the trucker takes off on the agreed prone route, which is mapped out for him on his phone, uh, along with timings and, and all that type of thing. And, of course, the producer can watch the truck on its route getting to there. The product is delivered. It's sold. The trucker is then paid within 24 to 48 hours. And I can tell you that's been the biggest problem with a lot of the privately owned trucks or farmers that do it for a neighbor and so on by, you know, picking up a quick permit. That's been the problem is getting paid. It sometimes takes, you know, that in in days as opposed to hours that we're talking now. When the producer orders the truck and they agree on the price, the money goes into a trust account that then pays out the trucker should everything be signed off on. So it streamlines a lot of different moving parts. I explain that a little further. How is payment handled? It's handled through the app? Yes. Yes. So tell me, how does someone obtain this app? Where do they get it? Well, you can download it. As I said, it's available on Google Play or on Apple Play, and you just download the app. It's free. No, it's a fairly simple concept. It's just one that its time has come. We're in a difficult situation this year. Every dime's going to matter, uh, and this way producers can uh, keep track of their product moving through. There's going to be contracts to fill. There's going to be contracts that won't be filled. There'll be new markets uh, that people are looking for. And, uh, you know, a lot of product moves around in Western Canada uh, every year, and this will just help facilitate that. As I mentioned, my good friend Quick Dick McDick has been involved in, in doing up some promotional videos, a little bit of advertising. He's also got a background. When he left the farm uh, near Foam Lake there, uh, when he left the farm, he was involved in uh, logistics in the oil patch. And when I first phoned him and talked to him about this, he said, what a good idea. He could see it right away, uh, how this would work. So that was, that was a huge endorsement for me. Jerry Ritz is a spokesman for Go Grain, a new free phone app to help farmers with hauling their grain to market. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Joining me now for the Beef Market Update is Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Welcome here, Ann. Hi, Lindsay. How, how is the week? Yeah, so far um, uh, in the U.S. this week, let's start where we usually do. Um, markets look pretty steady in in the south, 123 to 125 in you know Texas, Kansas, and and that'll be called steady. Um, see if there's any last minute cleanup trade, but it's kind of where it's at. Um, that choice cutout, that wholesale price, you know, 320 kind of yesterday on on the choice, but. Um, it's coming off those pre Labor Day highs, but these are still still very strong, you know, wholesale prices historically. Um, usually September is a time frame where, where it takes a breather, so this isn't really a big surprise. Locally, here in Western Canada, pr- pretty quiet on the trade volume so so far this week. Last week we did see um, kind of a two dollar jump um, to one fifty eight on the live market. 
and dress prices were 264 to 266. So I think cattle feeders in Western Canada are, are looking to try to add to that. And, and so that's the whole boat so far. We'll see if we kind of finish up with some, some trade, um, today. And this, again, early in the week, um, I was here in Ontario trade pretty much steady, uh, with last week at that 270 delivered. So again, those numbers could change by the time Friday wraps up, but, um, that's where we're sitting out right now. Okay. So now we did have, uh, very early this week. So late Sunday night, the JBS plant at Grand Island in Nebraska, uh, did have a fire. Now I, I'm, this is one of those things my Canadian brain sometimes has a hard time realizing that this one plant slaughters 6,000 head a day. Which blows my mind. Um, But yeah, so there was a fire Saturday. They didn't um, slaughter Monday, but they were back up and running by Tuesday, Wednesday. Did that, did you see any impact of that immediately? And what might we look for going forward? Well, I think, so yes, Lindsay, on, on Monday, the live cattle features in Chicago cer- certainly responded. Like you say, it's a big plant. And, and while we were still getting the news in terms of, you know, where the fire was, which was in the rendering area, um, you know, how, how big of an impact, when would the plant get going again? So in all those uncertainties, so whether it's a fire, um, you know, any of the various things that, you know, tend to have popped up in the last couple of years, uh, the, the market doesn't like those uncertainties. And of course, traded the futures market traded significantly lower on Monday. But recovery here as we speak later in the week has, has come around. You know, they're back operating, like you say, and it was a short-term um, impact in terms of that supply and that, um, you know, the, the harvest challenges that we talked about, you know, last year in COVID and previously in, in, um, in the fire that we saw at the Tyson plant back in the fall of 19, those were much longer impacts. So it's good, but it's a, it's a reminder, Lindsay, of just how sensitive these markets are in terms of is something happening to that supply um, channel and, uh, and what is it? So again, just a, a big reminder of uh, just how quickly markets can react. So we've kind of gotten, gotten over this, but again, a reminder in terms of just how quickly markets can respond. Absolutely. And, and that is one of the things I wanted to, I mean, you mentioned the Tyson plant from 2019. Um, I did do some reading on this plant. It, it does seem to, as you mentioned, have been on the rendering side. And I was reading that, that this is one of the plants that's actually had some significant upgrades done and that these plants are often built almost modular in that they do have some pretty significant fire breaks between different aspects of it for exactly these sorts of things. Do you think we learned, I mean, you mentioned that that volatility potentially, but did we learn something from the Kansas situation from that fire as far as the plants are concerned? Well, I think we've learned that there's a pretty big disconnect between, um, you know, the pieces that happened, you know, happen at the, at the processing and beyond side and what, what happens at, at the cattle producer side. And so, you know, that, those big disconnects, uh, you know, continue to be um, highlighted whenever t- these kinds of things happen. So, you know, you have a, a shortage of production and wholesale prices go up and cattle prices go the other way. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. 
and Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind south 20, gusting to 40, the high 19, the low 10. Tomorrow sunny, wind southwest 30, gusting to 50, the high tomorrow 31 degrees, the low 11. Sunday sunny, the high 21, the low 5. Monday sunny, the high 17, the low plus 3. Tuesday sunny, the high 18, the low 5. Wednesday sunny, the high 23, the low 8. Thursday, sunny with a high forecast of 22 degrees. Normal high is 17 for this date. The normal low is 3. The sun rose at 6.37 this morning. It sets at 7.08 tonight. And around the province, right now the hot spot, south of Regina and Moose Jaw, Cornac at 17. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 7. Estevan is 16. Saskatoon, 12. Swift Current, 14. Weyburn, 15. Yorkton is 12. Regina, cloudy and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 9. Humidity is 38%. The barometer falling, 102.0. Partly cloudy and moose jaw, 15. Winds are from the south, southeast at 21. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Pea and lentil growers are starting to assess the quality of this year's crop. Getting a representative sample to submit to grain companies is important and can be more difficult due to the large size of grain bins. Sean Deerland is chair of Saskatchewan Pulse Growers and farms in the Kyle area about 310 kilometers west and north of Regina. Some of our bins are getting very large. Like we've got 60,000 bushel bins that we might be putting uh, red lentils in. So you think of the just the ridiculous size of that bin in relation to the tiny sample that you get. I think it's very important to have good sampling procedures to get a representative sample. We will usually uh, have two pails set up. We'll have a smaller pail that we fill from the truckload. And then we stir that up and put some of that into the bigger pail and then mm-hmm. dump the rest of that initial pail back into the bin. And we do that for every truckload. Like I said, we'll have two pails typically, fill the one, mix it up, dump some of that into the bigger pail and continue that for every for every load and then mix the bigger pail up and that's your bin sample. And I, I always try to keep three or four bags sometimes of a bin just because you might be marketing that grain or shopping around to many different buyers. So it's it's always a pain to be short sample material to take around to different buyers. So we, we usually keep a pretty large sample. Judy Elias is the Operations Supervisor with the Canadian Grain Commission in Weyburn. She talks about the CGC's Free Harvest Sample Program. 
All you have to do is sign up to the program and tell us what you're growing in a regular year. And we send you a package in the fall just before you get started harvest. And it has all the envelopes in it that you for the crops that you're growing. As you finish your harvest, you just fill the envelopes and pop them in the mail. And it's sent right to Winnipeg. They're graded there and all kinds of testing is done. And we email you back the results of all the crops that you send to us. So you get a lot of good information quickly. And usually we try to get it back to you before you're even starting to haul. So you have a really good idea of what you've got before you sign contracts and, and get rolling on hauling your grain in. Growers can also get a more detailed sample assessment, which can assist in negotiations with grain companies. You can come right to the service centers and for a fee, we'll grade your sample and and tell you the grade, dockage, moisture, and all those kinds of things that you need for pulses. And so then you get a certificate and you can use that to help you sign contracts. That's It's a little more, uh, you, you bring in a bigger sample so you get a better idea of your dockage and, and we take a really good close look at what's going on in your sample. So then once you've started hauling and if you have knowledge that you believe that you've got a certain dockage or a certain grade and you're hearing something different from the elevator company, you can ask for what's called a subject to inspector's grade and dockage. And I just recommend to producers, just say you want a second opinion on the grade and dockage of this truckload and you want it sent to the Grain Commission. And when we get a sample that way, both the producer and the elevator company get a copy of their certificate and then that's a binding grade that you'll be paid on. So it's something you can put in your back pocket if you need it. It's usually a really fine negotiating line that, or dance that a producer and elevator company play. But in the end, if you need to pull that ACE card, you can. Judy Elias with the Canadian Grain Commission was a guest on this month's Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Pulse of the Prairies podcast. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Harvest across Manitoba has reached the two-thirds completion level. Manitoba Agriculture Farm Production Advisor Amir Farouk says progress is further behind in the southwest part of Manitoba than the northwest. We are uh, very good shape. So like uh, overall 54% to 55% done. So winter wheat all done, fall rye, spring wheat close to 75, barley 90%, oats 90%, field peas done. And canola is uh, 40 to 45 percent done, and flax and soybean just started last week. So we are uh, right on track. There has been some concern about regrowth in canola and flax. Exactly, yeah. There are some uh, fields there is a regrowth happening due to late rains and before the drought conditions, and uh, so yes, definite uh, the, the, this issue is happening in some canola fields. Some livestock producers are still looking for straw. Some producers are actually contacting uh, the farmers and uh, they are making arrangements for the feed. Uh, but overall, most of fields, uh, like even uh, those straight-cut canola, looking very good. 
so decent crop is coming so there are some uh, uh, poor field and some good fields but overall uh, farmers are mostly happy there are some some areas which got uh, like uh, very bad uh, uh, drought conditions so but uh, you know it's all over the place uh, we have uh, some areas which got some timely rains they are getting decent yield and uh, close to average and uh, but so there are some fields they have a very poor yield so and also these regrowth uh, uh, issues as well uh, so this is like all over the place recent rain has helped with forage and pasture regrowth that's good actually uh, alfalfa and other pastures and uh, they are growing well uh, with these uh, recent moistures so they are helping and uh, farmers still uh, trying to put uh, their animals in the pastures and uh, i hope uh, maybe they can get some extra forage uh, from these uh, rains so this will help definitely Farooq says it will take some time for the Manitoba harvest to wrap up. We have quite a bit soybean in Manitoba and corn, so even sunflowers. So uh, I hope there is a some some time to for those crops as well, and, and even some canola. I was talking some farmers, so they just desiccated last week, and some fields takes eight to ten days after desiccation. So or even some people they are actually. Uh, uh done swathing canola last week and uh, that canola is also like uh some green portion in that and it will take some time as well so so they even still uh, it will take uh, some time if weather cooperates maybe in next uh, two or three weeks the whole uh, our harvest will be done Farooq says many farmers are pleased with crop yields yield uh, like surprisingly spring wheat yield are like Uh, farmers are like very happy most of farmers uh, it's kind of a uh, 40 to 55 bushels range and even 60 bushels somewhere and uh, in canola is also 30 to 40 uh, 45 bushels range and uh, so like I, i i told you before that depending on where you are and uh, which variety uh, you are growing for the crops especially canola and wheat if you got some decent rains during the uh, growing season so you got very good yield and uh, if you are in that area which did not get good rain so you are suffering for the yield amir farooq compiles the weekly crop report for manitoba agriculture the market updates with jim smalley on the source 620 ckrm market update is brought to you by nelson gm in asiniboia and avonlea With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving Southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell $10.30 at 8.4662. Lentils dropped $20. at $1042.50. One red spring wheat gained $2.16 at 38907. The rest were unchanged. Durham 60647, feed barley 32965, flax $1252.10, oats 36253.
Yellow peas, $505.19. Feed wheat, $261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December fell one cent at 9.05 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quote. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moosha. Only 130 cows and bulls here on Thursday. A little bit of moisture sure has stopped them from coming in. But boy, they were dollars higher here this week. These good, big, strong cows. 84 to 91 sales right up to 93 and 50 on them high, high yielding cows. Medium and wet cows from 76 to 85. The good bulls, they were fully steady here from $1.03 to $1.13. Sales right up to $1.18 and a quarter. We are selling cows and bulls every Thursday from now on. Just over 1,000 cattle here at our pre-started yearling calf sale here. This yearling market was quite a bit stronger here this week. These calves are bringing as much or more than they were last year at this time. Here's what happened. 428 weight red and black steers at 250, 675. 491 weight red and black steers at 237, 75. 542 weight Charlie steers at 234 and a quarter. 576 weight red and black steers at 220. 804 pound yearling steers bringing 208 and a quarter into the heifers with 362 little light heifers, 214.50. Red and black heifers at 436 at 207. We had 94 red and black heifers, 479 at 196.75. And 886 weight yearling heifers at 178.75. And the Rosso clan, they had 956 pound Charlie heifers at 173. This is Grand Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 210.86 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. And brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Wiscana Center near downtown Regina is getting an orchard. The Provincial Capital Commission is recognizing National Forest Week by adding its first long-term fruit orchard to the inventory of over 50,000 trees. Various apple, cherry, pear, honeyberry, and plum trees and shrubs are expected to be planted this coming week in Wiscana Center along Hillsdale Street in Regina. These 70 various fruit trees will eventually flower and attract more pollinators and will be planted on a new public pathway with lighting. The orchard will be south of the Wiscana Center Tree Nursery. The fruit trees are expected to attract new species of wildlife and provide food sources for animals and offer more educational opportunities for patrons of the park. On the markets, the TSX is down 99 points at 20,502. The Dow has fallen 125 points at 34,625. Oil is down 53 cents at 71.84 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 31 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.52 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalligan. 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.